0: In life's journey, we must seek to reflect, learn, and grow. Welcome to The Road to Rediscovery with your host, Aubrey Johnson.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another great episode of The Road to Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson. We are so glad to have you on the journey with us. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on life's lessons to learn and grow from them, and of course, to take it to the next level and uplift others who are struggling. As you all know, we have some amazing guests who share incredible journeys, often resonating and uplifting us. And trust me, this episode is no different. My special guest has an immense acting career spanning five decades with over 500 credits in television and film from soap operas to primetime network dramas to box office films such as Runaway Train, The Expendables, the Dark Knight, and a lot more. He's an Academy Award nominee and three-time Golden Globe nominee. Get ready for a great conversation, everyone, for it gives me great pleasure to welcome him and his wonderful wife of going almost up to, real close, 28 years this August, Eric and Eliza Roberts. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you, Aubrey. Oh,
1: nice. yeah, no, my pleasure. So. Um, you know a lot of a lot of crazy things have been going on in the, in this world lately um with the whole pandemic covid-19 um how how's been how's things been in the in the robert's household uh, uh with shelter in place uh, any any major adjustments or well
2: my my big major adjustment is i've learned how to blow dry long hair <laughs> i tried to convince my wife that it looks better now blow dry <laughs> But I'm told every day no finish because you have to work it. You work it. <laughs> well, I've learned how to be how to be a hair salon. It's been a blast. He
0: oh, hasn't okay. dried my hair. That's why it's so crummy. not today. Not blood no. Dried. no.
1: no. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> I, I I've definitely kept him over there in the in the possibility that I might need it. So don't worry about
3: it.
2: Oh okay. And we and we try to order food, which sometimes is. Successful and sometimes isn't so successful. And sure. when it is successful, you you get well. We didn't have that, so we sent you this instead. So you, you know it is what it is. So so thank God I have a relative, a stepdaughter Morgan Simons, who owns her own bakery, Pie Bake Shop, P-I Bake Shop. Yeah. So I just call the family. I need to eat. So <laughs> so I have been a bum who does hair,
1: right? Who eats pie. <laughs> Hey, that keeps it simple, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Definitely a lot of adjustments, obviously. Um, psychological, emotional. Um, I, it's, it's interesting when you go through something like this because it changes. And yeah. most of our experiences have a beginning, middle, and end. This mm-hmm. feels like we're in the middle the whole time because we don't really know where it's going. Right. We, we're not fully aware when it started. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's that kind of disconnected feeling. Feels like everybody started out kind of like, okay, you know, let's do this together, and yeah. it started to wear on people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you got a lot of kind of melancholy and tension, and a lot of shifts in personality. I mean, it's it's interesting to hear the the common experiences that a lot of people are having, right. kind of variations on the same thing. It's yes. Certainly, you know, we we worry about the people who are ill, obviously. And the mm-hmm.
2: protesters. You know, we have to have the protesters. There, there there is a real legitimate place to have this protest, but it's a bad time for it. Oh no, because yes. Of COVID. Yes. Yeah. It's a double whammy, right? And it's gonna be bad, I fear, in a couple of weeks on a lot of people who aren't yet sick. And and I just I just worry. And I agree. Warysome guy, but I I like I watch those crowds. I'm like, guys, oh no, where's your mask?
1: You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Completely agree. And it's been a shift for for us as well. My wife and I, we are um, empty nesters, so uh, it's her and I and the dog, right, <laughs> living here in North Texas, uh, North Dallas. And uh, I I have a corporate job, so. It was going there nine to five each day and now I'm working from home. She loves it. She loves it, you know? And, and, and me, I, I like it. I like it a lot too, you know? Um, and, and, but just making the adjustment in terms of managing my work uh, and not seeing the people I work with, uh, you know, bumping into them in, in the hall or stopping by their desk and things like that makes it a little tricky for me. Uh, and now I'm pinging them on Microsoft Teams or on Zoom, you know, we're having these uh, virtual discussions and everything. But work is still getting done, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, yeah. you know, what I what
2: I think about is, is uh, this is you know the new normal. that yes. uh, That uh, this is how it's going to be for 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 maybe ever, possibly to some degree. Right. And uh, it's odd, and I we we uh we're uh, we're we're our grandparents now. We have a grandchild. Georgia. Congrats. Thank you. And, uh, I think of her, you know, seeing everybody with, uh, with, with, with masks and I'm a big kisser. I hug right kiss. And I'm just afraid that you know, she's going to miss it as, as a, as a personality. You know, she's going to miss that, that ridiculous, overloving that, that, <laughs> that we all do. Yeah, And, and uh, I'm kind of worried that we have a whole generation of young people who, can't get close, physically close. And it's a big deal to touch and hug and kiss and push and pull and be with, you know, and uh, it's going to change everything. And uh,
1: I feel bad about it. You know, I have to agree with you, Eric. I do too, because I mean, I I, I think we as humans, we are wired to be social creatures, right? Uh, No one lives on an island. And uh, we we want to touch. We need to have that uh, that that touch and feel uh, when it comes to establishing relationships. You know, incredibly important. So, Eric, I I hope it's safe to assume that uh, ever since this pandemic, um, that is one of the most major parts of this that you miss. Is that safe to to say?
2: Oh yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm ridiculous uh Camp council—it's all hugging cheers <laughs> together, eat together, hang out—you know—and yeah. she, she, she is also infected. She made me that way. I was I met her. She created me into this, into this image, <laughs> and uh, and uh, so, so you know, I and I and I and I really miss it because yeah, the because of the kids, because the grandkids, because right. such a part of. My social intercourse is touching, is yeah. grabbing and hugging and kissing and loving, you know? Yeah. And, and it, it's not there. But I'm not the only guy. This is our whole society right now. And right. every major city, we're having these protests that we need. Sure. I support them. Right. But bad timing, dudes, yes. wear a mask, be smart. Yes.
1: Yes, I agree, Eliza. How about you? Um, what is the the major thing you miss since uh, this outbreak, since this pandemic? Is it the same as Eric with the hugging, touching?
0: All of that, yes. Although I also I agree with you, uh, Aubrey. I love um, I love working from home, yes. and there is something about the some of the social encounters that you get to miss, that you actually want to miss.
3: You know, <laughs> right. <lot> that.
0: <laughs> that's right. We never like to go out at night, and we're really relieved that we never have to go out at night. Yes. Uh, so there is a certain element of this is kind of, it simplifies, mm-hmm. and it takes away a lot of obligations. Mm-hmm. But there's a fear that's been implanted, and that's tough. You know, oh, a few things are kind of starting back a little bit. Right. And we, um, we've established something with our doctor, um, called SOS safety on set,
3: um,
0: to to try to set up some kind of protocol so that we can go back to filming. And, um, we did go to a set to have an actual in-person meeting with just very few people the other day. Uh, And, um, you know, we were afraid, we were afraid, can you touch this? What's going to happen? We won't know You know, incubation period. And so the idea of going through life scared, Mm-hmm. um of this invisible thing um is mm-hmm. is a very strange feeling i missed the freedom from that which i didn't appreciate before because we didn't even know that there was a thing to be free from sure sure so, yeah. yeah there's I mean, there's plenty of scary things in life but it, it it i really miss just the freedom of just going out and not worrying about it
1: right going to your favorite restaurant right for a ah. date night and yeah it's <laughs> packed in yeah. I'm sorry, going to the gym, going to the gym, right? Things yeah. as simple as that, right? Yeah, that was that was my regiment. 530 in the morning before I started my work day, you know, Right. you too, right. Eric.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's what he did, too. I know. It's yeah. interesting, though, are you finding that people it used to be that if you wanted to work from home, usually your employer would say no, because they said that there were a lot of studies that showed that people were less productive.
2: Distracted, distracted, distracted.
1: Right, right. That's
0: changed through the years anyway because we're electronically connected. And yes. so you don't have to actually be sitting there in front of a hardline telephone and mm-hmm. you know showing your boss, here I showed up. People work from all over. They work from their car. They work from the street. They work from other work. They sure but, do. But um, it seems like now people are finding that they're, we're plenty productive from home. Of um, course. How about you? What's your feeling about that?
1: Well, yeah, my feeling is uh, there's a saying that I have. In fact, uh, throughout my department um, in human resources, we we tell this to all the new hires. Okay, uh, work is what you do; it's not where you go. So uh, you can work from anywhere, right? Because the work is what you're doing, not where you are.
0: Yeah, that's that's really true. I, I also think it's it's kind of changes though your perception of people. Um, yeah. My mom passed away February 1st. Mm, I'm sorry. And she was, yeah, thank you. She was living at the motion picture home, so it's hard to imagine what it would have been like for her. You know, a lot of people were lost there, and, and right. um, who knows. But she passed away February 1st. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there is a lot of business I had to take care of, you know, talking to right. the, the people at her banks, you know, these things that are usually very, very clinical. Yes. virus was revealed, I can't say it hit because it already was here, we just didn't know it. Right. Um, and so suddenly I'm talking to the people at Schwab, these people who kind of, they sound like they're reading from a script when they talk to you. Yeah. And one of them, it was the first time I experienced this, one of them said to me, oh, sorry, it took me a few days to get back to you, but I'm working from home. My home computer is nothing like the computers at, at you know the company. Right, right. And suddenly I started to picture these young kids basically all working from whatever their their mom's house or the studio <laughs> yeah. park, <whatever>. and <laughs> right. suddenly the relationship immediately became way more casual and friendly yes um because
2: yes. affectionate
0: yeah because very it was,
2: affectionate yes Yeah.
0: well because it was just people and mm-hmm. i and anytime i would say to them i bet you're if you feel glad that you're able to keep your job they're like oh yeah because you know, so many people yeah. were furloughed
1: and yes. laid off. Oh, yeah, sad. yeah. very sad, very sad. My goodness, yeah. I mean, yeah, they have to stay home and they can't make money. Wow. Yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the landlord's knocking on the door. You know, of course, yeah, because the landlord see. also has
0: bills to pay. I mean, we were, we yes. were, we were really hoping that people weren't going to be um, pressured, kind of starved out of keeping safe so that yes. they were not pressured to yes. go back to work because you're kind of having to choose which kind of loss do you want? Do you want right. potential loss of life from illness or the potential loss of life from losing your livelihood? Right. It right. feels to me like there had to have been a better solution than what was offered to us.
2: Well, the... the which was and- no
0: solution. but anyway.
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> For this kind of thing, you have to get ready, to get ready, to get ready, to be ready when the time comes. So you have That's to have a right. unit for it that yes. that they can guide us. Mm-hmm. And what happened was that uh, that unit got 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 closed down. So we had no guidance. So mm-hmm. it got scattered. It got confused. And a lot of people died who wouldn't have died. So it was a real yes. issue. So we had to act like grownups and not, and not act like it was a game. Oh, I can go to the gym if I go early in the morning. No, you can't go to the gym. No, you can't go. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it like, honestly changed everything and it made me feel bad because I'm an old guy. I don't care. I've, 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 I've seen everything twice. I'm okay. Yeah. (laughs) Right. The kids, you know, it's not fair and it's unkind. And, uh, and I was so out of control as a little boy that, uh, God, I, I, I would, I would, I, I would run my parents up a tree during this 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 era, you
1: know? Yeah, because, uh, and and you know, it. I may be one generation slightly behind you, but I mean, growing <laughs> up, you know, I, I was outside. I, I had to be outside. Had to be interacting with my buddies, right? We're mm-hmm. wrestling. I mean, we're running. You know, and just uh, going in the creek. I mean, you name it. You know all the things that they say not to do during these days because of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: And it's a world thing. I mean, I keep on, uh, that's always been my philosophy anyway. I don't think of it as our country, their country, this country, that country. We are all on this planet and everyone is experiencing it um, and really has very little to do with government or anything else. It's it's just a, a, a reality. And we are capable of so much and adjusting and and adapting to so much if we just give ourselves a chance and if the focus is to help each other, as you were saying
2: and it can also show how how wonderful and easy it is to be good to yes. do the right thing it's yes. not hard it takes a lot more effort to be disruptive,
1: yeah, 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 and a lot more energy, yeah for sure, to be disruptive and everything. But, uh, but being socially responsible, self-quarantining and, uh, and, you know, just practicing social distancing, shelter yep. in place. I mean, it's all the right stuff. And, yeah, there's, it's painful for some people because, uh, you know, like you, I, I don't, I don't want to sound as if it's just that easy for everyone. Everyone's situation and lifestyle is different. You know, mm-hmm. working from home, while it may be convenient for some people maybe inconvenient for others you know who have little ones who are used to dropping the little ones off at daycare which they can't do now and or teaching their kids from home which they're not a teacher you know it's a yeah different situations yeah
0: yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely that's how we can help mm-hmm. each other even though you can't physically go help each other i think we we really can help each other by kind of demanding that the people who can actually help are there and finding the people who really need the specific different kinds of help. Um, It's definitely, again, you're restricted just by the physicality, but you know, it comes down to patience, AJ, in a a big way. It comes down to just being patient. We wanted this to just have a date, an expiration date. It doesn't. Right. It's nature and science, which is, magnificent and powerful in all kinds of ways and very daunting and we're just not going to get what we want which is a a solution a clean easy solution an answer to all our questions the information changes 14 times a day
1: yeah totally totally yeah yeah that's the hard lesson are you guys sports fans i am especially pro football
2: but everything i like it all, but especially pro football yes which oh man the NBA and the NFL it's a bad year yeah. man
1: it's a bad year yeah I agree. Arthurson
0: is. is a touring musician. Keaton Simons is his name. He's doing um, something on yeah. June 11th as a matter of fact online with uh-huh. the Mercury okay. Insurance Music Program. But okay. he was
2: he was he was on, he was on a European tour with Brett Young. They had sold out stadiums. Yep. Shut
0: them Halfway down. Halfway through, they were shut set them down. Yeah. Well, because of the pandemic, they they did de- they sure, sure. The lights, and then they came back. So concerts and sporting events, it's really hard to imagine fifty thousand people gathering somewhere ever because yes. we're always going to have that yes. feeling: is there is there a new virus that we haven't discovered yet? We're going to discover it the hard That's way. That's right. So That's and it, right. but it's really interesting because when you think about it. Our mm-hmm. um, definition, our concept of success, has always been the number yes. of people you can reach, the amount of ticket sales, mm-hmm. the how big, mm-hmm. everything big. Your big audience, your big reach. Right. Well, now, right. right. The real value is going to be the incredibly talented artists who are willing to play for five people, ten people. Do, right. do you know what I'm saying? Or right. no oh, one? Or Zooming? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Zoom. Or Zoom. And same or, with- Or, or Zoom or, it. Yeah. I mean, the, the late night people, yeah. you're talking about that they're, some of them may get back to their shows, but with no audience. So in other words, then it can't be about feedback and it can't be about, um, about size, you know? And that's going right. to be an interesting adjustment right. in the thinking. Therefore, it can't be also about dollars. If you're if you're a record label yeah, or, TV exactly or a TV right. network, what about films? You can't you you can't calculate box office that's anymore. True. You know why spend a hundred million dollars yeah. to make a movie when you can't open it in theaters? So we have a lot of adjusting to do, um, and we really have to realize that health and longevity come first, right?
1: Oh, first and foremost, because if you don't put that first, then you're not going to be in a position to where you can perform, right? Oh, yeah. Or start a business or make money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I- I'm a huge sports fan, and and I just have to say, I'm going through uh, sports withdrawals right now. I love pro football. You too, Eric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love college football. My son plays college football. Wow. Where is yeah. he? <laughs> Uh, he's he's going to the University of Kentucky. Um, wow. I'm originally from Cincinnati, and so um, my company moved me down here to Texas. But after graduating high school, he decided he wanted to go to Kentucky and be a Wildcat. So uh, he's in his senior get, year right now.
2: How did you get out of Kentucky with a standard American accent? Perfect. No, English. he
0: wasn't in Kentucky. He's from Cincinnati. Oh yeah. Right. Son yeah. went to college. just over
1: the river. Perfect standard
2: American speech.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a military brat, and both my parents were in the military, and we moved around a lot. So uh, just uh, I haven't been in any place long enough to pick up a regional accent, I guess you can say. So. It's good, dude. You sound yeah. cool. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, I'm going through sports withdrawals, and I'm watching that NFL uh, uh, pass. They, they have the NFL uh, ticket where you can watch past games so all i do it's all yeah. i do yeah yeah, yeah. same yeah. thing so so how'd you guys meet i'd love to hear about how you met <laughs> in
2: 1989 i'm in from rome i'm a yeah. jfk i'm handed a script read the script on the plane on your way to lax because when you land you have to give an answer if you'll do it gotcha great right. okay I gotta uh-huh. it's a very nice airline it's called the mgm grand it's a Private airline, they're flying me on. Cool. I have this little, 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 like a double seat place with a desk. Right, right. right. And the other seat is attractive redhead who is also <laughs> reading a script.
1: So oh. I think that,
2: you know, she's an actor, I guess. So I'll, I guess I'll say hi and ignore that. So we say hi yeah. and we start reading our scripts at the same time. We close them at the same time. So we kind of have ah. to. Hi, what's right. is this? This is so and so. What are you reading? Is this is so and so. Who wrote that? Who wrote this? She says to me, who's your favorite screenwriter? I said, and oh, well. now this is our first conversation. Who's your screenwriter? Okay. Oh, one guy, David Rayfield. He wrote three days of a condor out of Africa, the way we were, the four, blah, 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 blah. She goes, oh, I know. He's <laughs> my father. And I said, wow. No. And I have your phone number. And she said, I'm in a relationship. <laughs> I said, I didn't ask to kiss you. I asked for <laughs> your phone number. So she, so she laughed. and she gave it to me. And the really good part about this yeah. story is, I call her within hours. I call her, yeah. a man answered the phone, with a very deep voice, hello. May I speak to Eliza, oh. may I call him? Eric, just a minute please. He goes away, she hmm. comes back and we talk. Years later I hear this, he goes to her on that phone call. He says, telephone call, who is it? Eric, I don't know an Eric, I just met her. I don't know an Eric. It sounds like Eric Roberts. Oh yeah, I met him on the plane she took the call (laughs) yeah that man hadn't said it sounds like eric roberts she would not have taken the call i would not have called back that man was jeffrey dean morgan from walking dead was crashing at her pad because he was so broke he couldn't afford a place jeffrey dean morgan walking dead yeah Really, i hold him responsible for
1: my good fortune in my marriage that is an extraordinary story. I love it. Something so buddy. pivotal, right? Yeah. You know? it, it changed my life, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's totally life changing. <laughs> that is hugely impactful. That's that's awesome. I love that story. Thank so you. so uh, so that tells me then, Eliza, you've you've been involved in acting as well for years. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: My wife comes from Hollywood royalty. You know, you know, and David Rayfield. And her mother, Lila Garrett, wrote, produced, and directed uh, like all the Lucy series, but the black and white ones. You know, Dick Van Dyke. What else? Tons. All
0: of- in the Family, Bewitched, Get Smart. Early TV. Oh, you're
2: kidding. There's a mock legends. You first woman in those rooms. Yeah.
0: I was really? in Animal House. The 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 movie Animal House. I was in Animal House. Yeah. But I've been Sweet. acting forever um <laughs> kind of all i know so we yeah. have we had, a, we had so many friends in common it's funny that we met on the plane kind of feels like it was going to happen no matter what because we were yeah. just in the same circles but you never yeah. know and also that was kind of a fun way now i want to know where you met your wife
1: <laughs> you want to know where i met my, my yeah. wife yeah where'd
2: you meet your wow. wife
1: okay well um uh, it's it's very similar to you two. Um, being like in acting for, for, for such a while, and you knew a lot of common people, because my wife and I, she's a year older than me, okay, and, and um, we went to the same high school and didn't even know it. Oh, wow.
0: Uh, wow.
1: Yeah, and, and so she graduated a year earlier than me, being a year older and everything, and uh, I didn't meet her until maybe my third or fourth year out of high school, Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think, let's see, I was just wrapping up college at that time. And so her and I, um, we knew all the same people in high school, <laughs> but didn't know each other.
0: Funny, <laughs> hey, Aubrey. Yeah. Are you yeah, wow. It,
1: it, yeah. Did
0: it take a while for you to find out that you'd gone to the same high school or did you find that out right away when you
1: did meet? We found that out right away, but you know what? And, and, and I'm kind of a movie buff. I don't know if you saw this movie Uh, With Tom Hanks, called uh, Joe versus the volcano.
0: Yes, we did.
1: Okay, I think Meg Ryan was in that too. Yeah, and 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 so in Joe versus the volcano, there are different like chapters in Joe's life. Tom Hanks, uh, 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 where excuse me, where he's going through either a career or he's going through a hiatus, where he's walking the world, pondering and thought, and in each chapter of his life he meets the same girl, Uh, just she looks different, and they hit it off, and then somehow they go separate ways, and then about 10 years later, they catch back up, you know, just by happenstance, right? Well, that's how my wife and I were. Um, In the early 90s, we met up, and we hung out for a while, and then just went different ways. Five years later, caught back up again, ran into each other, and then you know hung out for a while uh, for about three or four months and then kind of just went separate ways and then six years later we ran into each other again and then we've been together ever since so movie romantic that is so cool what a fun
0: story yeah. i love that
1: oh thanks <laughs> thanks yeah so you know it's uh, it's kind of fairy to almost kind of you know meant to be type of thing mm-hmm. how yeah. many kids
0: with your son is that your only child
1: uh my son is my only child um f- through my first wife mm-hmm. and she has a daughter uh through her first marriage and yeah. uh and and uh she's she's in her early 30s mm-hmm. with a husband and three kids but my wife and I we've been together since she was 7 so uh Nothing. yeah we yeah, we've known each other for and been together for Quite a while. That is, <laughs> wow, that's a great dude. story. Congratulations! Yeah.
0: Very similar. Yeah, yeah we have similar. kids not together, but but yeah. you know, we both have kids, and oh wow, that's really cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, awesome. Hey, look, um, <clears throat> Eric. There's something I need to uh, just kind of share with both of you, okay? As, as a as a movie fan, mm-hmm. um, uh, I haven't seen all of your films. I'll admit, okay, but. From what I've seen, I haven't seen all of my films. <laughs> oh, you haven't either. <laughs> well, you've done so many, man. I mean, you'd have to put in some serious time to sit down and watch it. Hey, which which quickly reminds me, if you don't mind me asking, um uh, since you have been home a lot, has there been any shows on Netflix that you've binged on? Both of you.
0: I have. Yeah. What about you?
1: Well, here's what happened. Okay. For.
2: A generation and a half now. She's been trying to get me to watch a bunch of movies. Yeah. Now, I'm not a chick flick lover. But, okay. So I, I always gave excuses. always ducked, always got away with it. But yeah. now, crap, I've been trapped for months, right? I yeah. can't lie. I can't make an excuse. I can't be unavailable. I can't be, where is he? <laughs> I, can't right. that. I can't be any of it. I'm here yeah. with her so she goes we're <laughs> watching these movies it's going to make you happy you're going to be glad you did this okay so everything from sleeping <laughs> on to the bow all of it i've seen all the chick. i like every freaking one of them i had no idea how <laughs> really? <was all>, uh, <laughs> i know and so that's been that's been our evening every day i see a new chick flick that's 800 years old that everybody knows about yeah. me and that's well, uh, new to you well,
0: yeah well okay so Uh, And he's really funny because I've gotten him to see Sleeveless in Seattle, as he said, and The Vow. Something's got to give, Love Actually, um, The Family Man, just all those movies. And what's funny is they're new to him. So he'll say things like, Why is their cell phone a flip phone? And it's so (laughs) big. (laughs) (laughs) Why are they using a payphone? I'll be like, Eric, he's 18 years old. (laughs) and he'll be like, oh, yeah, he, he completely had no idea. So, so sure, <laughs> all the technology's wrong, so, the fashion, the music. Right.
1: Everything I yeah. watch is a period piece now. It's funny, you know? Yeah, that's what else you say, period piece.
0: <laughs> so, I, so oh. I've been watching um, The Good mm-hmm. Fight, which is the spinoff from The Good Wife. Um, yes. It's not necessarily Netflix. I mean, my, Dead to Me, obviously. Um right. And I, but we've been binge watching. Again, it's old shows. House,
1: yeah. You know, which House, era, I remember the Doctor. House is,
0: yep. yeah. House I never is,
1: saw it. Yeah. I never saw it.
0: It's our really good friends so, who made the show.
2: I'm watching Friends. Nice. Communication. I never watched Friends. I'm watching seriously. I'm, yeah, I'm a whole generation <laughs> behind. I don't it. So uh-huh. yeah, I'm watching friends. I love that show every week. Those guys are fantastic. The script. It's a funny. good show. Oh my God, how they do that!
1: Yeah, no, I like, I agree. I agree uh, but but, like I was mentioning um, earlier regarding the roles that i 've seen you play, Eric um, uh, the villain, right uh, those are the ones i 've seen at least, and <clears throat> i've told my wife this, so you know this isn 't anything i wouldn't tell anyone, but in my mind and 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 you know i'm not a i 'm not a student of the art of theater or acting or anything, but in my mind. Um, what I believe makes a brilliant actor is if they are able to convince me to the point to where I absolutely despise their character. <laughs> I've had several of those, I'm sure. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? You're, you're on a short list, okay? <laughs> uh, and, 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 and the short list uh, consists of, uh, let's see, John Lithgow
0: mm-hmm
1: okay uh gary oldman uh now i know gary oldman was a good guy in the dark Knight, but um i was i guess i'm referring to like the book of eli and um and uh uh air force one air force one
0: yeah
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. but um and, and, and then you it, you know but with with the caveat with the caveat of runaway train i you know i, I love buck i love buck um I could sit and have a beer with him and talk with him, you know, all day. <laughs> yeah. So my question to you, Eric, is um, uh, when it comes to portraying the character of, say, a villain versus a good guy, is is there, is there, any, is there any different feeling in how you approach in portraying that character? I mean, is it more liberating to play the villain versus the good guy? Is it less pressure? Is it more pressure? Um, or is it just no, not, no difference at all? Great
2: question. I love answering this. Where I put myself as an actor who is doing homework to, to, to do the job is this. Okay. I'm doing bad things in the script. I'm called a bad guy. But bad guys do not believe they are bad guys. You cannot true. convince them. I had to do that. I had to shoot him, whatever. <laughs> I had no choice, you know. Right. Whatever it is, it is the uh, the bad action, they didn't have a choice. It had to be that way. And oh. if anybody else, and so so they, they always are innocent in their own self, you know, projection. They're always going to be uh, the victim because That's they're true. not. But they. Mm-hmm have to 86. It. You have to undo it or else you yeah. can't live yourself if you if if you if you have any intelligence. So yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, that's that's, that's why I put my head in that I am not a bad person. I am not a bad guy. Yes, I shot it. Yes, I shot her too. Yes, I killed her. Right. Too. Come on.
1: <laughs> I had to do it. And that's that's how I put Right. It. Yeah. Oh, I love that approach, man. I love that approach. And I know this is going to sound like a random question, but uh, you you don't have any uh, uh, affinity for boxing or anything. Uh, do you like boxing? Do you like the sport of boxing? Now, here's why I'm asking that question. I am a huge boxing fan. In fact, um, I was a judge in the state of Ohio for professional fights, and that was just like a side hobby of mine, but I loved it. And, uh, you know, in Runaway Train, you had some pretty good moves you know, in the ring there. Plus, you've been in two films with, uh, at least that I know so far, of um, with uh, Sylvester Stallone. And I'm a huge Rocky fan, so um, just didn't know. You know, if uh, if if boxing was something that you've thought of in the past or just dabbled in. Uh, no,
2: I, I was I was kind of half a martial artist for a while, but uh, yeah, you know, with boxing I had to learn full runaway train. And uh, in fact, um, I got all ready because I was a boxer and I did all my training, got all in the shake, got ready for the movie, blah, blah, blah. And then they said uh, that uh, the writer of the screenplay was a man named Eddie Bunker. And he said to me, oh, I did time, with one of the guys who's, who's up for your boxer. I did 17 years with him. He did 11 of my 17 years with me. His name is Danny Trejo. Trejo, was- yeah." I want you to pick him as the guy you fight in the ring. I said, okay, Eddie, I'll do that. Okay, what does he look like? He's Mexican with a tattoo on his chest. Okay, cool. They line them all up. They're all Mexican and they all have tattoos on their chest. So I one minute, please. And I run back yeah. and I find Eddie. Eddie, they're all Latin. They all have tattoos. What do I do? He has right. a tattoo to me on his chest. He described it to me. So I go back and I see it. And I say I want him. He started crying. He was so happy. He was, so, and he was the most gentle man I have ever played a violent scene with in my life. And we made best friends. <laughs> we've been friends ever since. And that was 1986, 87, or whenever that was. eighties. <laughs> yeah. It was a while back, <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and and we've been friends ever since. And. He has a career and he has become a real actor. He can
3: act.
1: Yes, he has. Yes, and he's he has. A good cat. He's a good yes. cat. And now he's a restaurateur. Who knew? That's amazing. That's amazing. Again, it's those defining, pivotal moments in time where a certain decision is made or a certain gesture is made or someone says something in particular that changes the whole outlook of everything that follows, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Um, let's see here. Now the road's rediscovery is about reflecting on life's lessons and everything. And so, um, it, it also involves having the humility and open-mindedness, open-mindedness to reflect on our tough lessons, right? Uh, all in the name of growth. So, um, if you don't mind me asking, uh, Eric and Eliza, uh, I, I went through IMDB and, and I, I noticed a quote that you said that, um, really resonated with me. Okay. And, and, and if you don't mind, I would just like to ask your thoughts. Um, uh, this quote says, quote, my life is going to kill me. We all get angry when we realize that, but the anger is fear. Uh, to me, it's truly powerful. It's a powerful statement. Um, if you could please share with the listeners um, your, your, your meaning or thoughts behind that.
2: Well, when you get in touch with your mortality, you can go two ways. Mm-hmm. You can get very overwhelmed and very depressed. Or mm-hmm. you can decide it's the most precious, valuable thing anybody can be offered. Mm-hmm. And what you do with it and who you share it with and who you show it to, yes, is life. Mm-hmm. It's the blood and the breath of life. Yes. And, uh, uh, without her reparenting me, and that I didn't speak to people. I was very regimented. I only did my work. I didn't speak to you, you know, personally. I was I was very stiff, tight, uptight, and but very dedicated, you know, very disciplined, very right. uh, hardworking, not not at all in condescending to people, but not warm, not yes. available, not approachable, a little I selfish, see. a lot selfish. And then, uh-huh. and, then, and then I meet somebody who's the kindest person I've ever met. And mm. she says to me, people think you're an asshole. And I said, <laughs> people think you're an asshole. Whole. and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Why on earth would they think that? <laughs> and she's like, you don't speak to anybody. And so it comes across like you think you're you you think you're special. It comes across badly, buddy. I'm, like, I'm just trying to do the work, doll. And I'm not very smart. I got to focus. And she's like, well, you need to be a little smarter, and you need to be nicer. I'm mm. like, excuse me. She goes, yeah. <laughs> Because it's a big part of life is being that way, and yeah, you are good at your job, but the uh, journey to uh, to get to your job has to be fun for everybody, not just you. And I was like, oh, (laughs) okay, and the light comes on, right? Well, you know, she explained to me when you are recognizable and you are fortunate in your in your life's pursuits. Yes you have to, you have to be kind and you have to share and you have to be approachable and you have to be accessible because not everybody has that and they all want to understand it. So you have to be able to be a giver because you And she taught me that single-handedly and I learned it well and I practice it well now, but at the time she was right (laughs) about everything and I had to be reschooled and,
1: and was. And, uh, but I'm not a bad
3: student.
1: <laughs> no, not at all, Eric. Oh my gosh, that is so beautiful, so beautiful. Because as you were saying that, I was thinking about the lessons that I've had to learn and relearn, thanks to my wife. You know, and and I have to tell you, just real quick, uh, growing up in my household, especially with two military parents, um, you know, my father was a drill sergeant, and I don't mean that. Uh, I, I mean that figuratively he was really a drill sergeant i mean he you know basic training all all that excuse me so um you know he he it, he ran the show okay it was the father that ran the show and of course back then you know they had roles the mother did this the father did this you know and he ran the show and no mom did not give him a do list you know he knew what had to be done around the house she never told him what he needed to do And that's how I grew up. That's what I saw, you know? And then I'm in a relationship with my wife now, you know, early in our relationship where we're living together and everything. And, and so she's giving me all these things to do, you know, and I'm like very resentful and rejecting them because that's not what I'm used to seeing growing up, you know? And, uh, and so I had to learn some things as well Is my point.
0: Wow. That's really interesting.
2: Uh, Not, not to be uh, sarcastic, or cute. But as a real fact, I call my wife the boss and I refer to her. Oh, ask the boss. I don't know. Ask the boss. Because he is the boss of many things. And this isn't the boss I want. So it's like, ask my boss, because that's who I made my boss. So for those hard questions, ask her. And uh, that's what I do. And uh, I... I, I I will say to people, I oh, don't ask the boss. I, I, I yeah. will say that to them because because if she yeah. runs my chef, and uh, yeah. I back her up and I and I'm um, and uh, I make I make I make people glad they hired me. But if she runs my chef, yeah,
0: Aubrey, um, it's beautiful. It's very it's very interesting to hear that about you because uh, my impression of you, I can't speak for Eric, but I would imagine his impression same, is just this incredible sweetness and kindness, yeah. um, gentleness, Likeable and, guy. and, um, vulnerable, kind of vulnerability in a way. Um, so, um, it, and you know, the big question that all of us are wondering our whole lives is can people change? Mm-hmm. Um, right. or do they just have ways of layering on top of who they are? Um, maybe the answer is yes and no, but you, um, you know, we are big advocates of a website and a philosophy called natural child. It's Um, It's, naturalchild.org. Um, it's gotcha. really amazing. And, you know, you, you'll want to look at it. And um, a lot of the people who've kind of been saved in a way by this philosophy are people who were raised by military parents and who had that dynamic. And, yes. you know, they grew up kind of you know, fearful or, you know, right. kind of, there's a lot of trauma in that situation.
2: Militaristic.
0: Um, yes. And so. Yeah, very much. And then when you become a parent yourself, you know, you don't want to repeat, but a lot of times we're not in control of what we repeat and what we don't repeat. It's interesting that you were drawn to a woman. I mean, on one hand, it's just generational and societal because you're not right. going to find a woman who's going to be like your mom, you know, 25 years later, things right. change. Right. But it's interesting that you were drawn to somebody who wasn't going to do that, wasn't going to have you be the boss and her be just kind of subservient over there.
3: Right, right. Um,
0: but somehow it seems like what happened with you is, um, and maybe partly from this journey that you've taken or largely, or just totally because of the journey, um, your real soul emerged, something that maybe wasn't as um, safe, couldn't safely emerge when you were growing up. But now it has. Yes. Are, your, are your parents still with us?
1: My father passed in two thousand six. Uh, okay. My mother is is still still alive. She's retired and uh, she's living the life of um, playing penny slots and bingo. Good, good, <laughs> you know, good. good. So, uh, yeah, did yeah. He, so, uh,
0: did your dad come to appreciate the man that you became, and did he like your wife and and like how you were with your son? And I mean, how, what was that like?
1: Oh, thank you for asking, Eliza uh, yeah, my father uh, he, before he passed he he grew to love the type of man i 've become um, he, he loves he loves sherry, my wife, mm-hmm. and he loves the father i 've become to my son. And uh, we've gone through some dark times in the early 2000s uh, at the time, and, and 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 not me and my father, I'm saying, but uh, mm-hmm. I was actually going through a divorce uh, with my son's mother, my ex-wife, mm-hmm. and uh, the divorce took a lot longer because I decided to fight for custody. And uh, my dad thought, you know, um, that was just the right thing to do, not because I was his son, but between what he saw with me and my now ex-wife he, uh, he, he just figured it's best for the child um, right. trying to be as, as objective as possible and so um those were some dark times that you know we went through trying to make this as transparent to our son as possible but trying to be as amicable as possible and uh the way he said i, I handled it he was he was very pleased with that and i tried to get my father's approval for many years mm-hmm. of Making all these accomplishments, right? Being in the band, I was a big uh, saxophone player, uh, and I would, you know, uh, get all these different awards from for being in the band and 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 all these other accolades. And he's like, "Oh yeah, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine," mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, "How can I impress this guy?" You know? Mm-hmm. Well, um, the time that it impressed him to the point where he said he was proud of me. Um, was during a time when I wasn't trying to. <laughs> I was just doing what I thought as a father would be the right thing to do.
0: Wow, yeah. so great! There's a huge lesson yeah. in that.
1: Oh A it? huge lesson. So, wow. uh, and that's naturalchild.org. Is that right?
0: Yeah, naturalchild.org. And it's also look, great. Look
1: it uh,
2: Keaton, her uh, her her oldest kid reads the book. It's yeah,
0: because there's there's also there are several books oh, that that okay. are written by this author, the person who. Yeah has basically created the site and one yeah. of them is called the natural child and Keaton is the voice of the audiobook. You know, Wonderful. there are similar, there are things in life that are the same in acting mm-hmm. because what usually is your winning card in life is authenticity and the same thing is true in acting. Um, yes, You can try to approach a scene a million different ways that you think will be interesting
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you can't capture people's attention, including your own. Right. And then you just suddenly something in it becomes real for you
3: mm-hmm.
0: and you're not even trying. And that's the moment. And it's the same thing as what happened with your dad.
1: Oh, that makes sense. I never even thought of it that way. Yeah. Um, I'm like, why is he now impressed with me when I wasn't even trying, but all yeah. the years that I did try, you know, right. he didn't blink an eye, but you that makes a that lot heart. of sense, Eliza.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And he probably yes. didn't view himself uh In the same powerful role that you did, even though he exercised his power when you were sure. growing up, sure. Usually, that's that's done by a person who doesn't feel all that powerful. That's their secret. Yeah. And yeah. but you, as the child, perceive the power, and so then you go on to look for his approval. And he's like, "What do you need? Why am I getting this vibe that you need my <laughs> right. approval? I'm not right. all right. that, right?" um yeah and then later you just blossomed and you were you and he went that's my son that's pretty cool
1: (laughs) oh that's 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 so awesome thank you so much for sharing that eliza because that (laughs) is uh, uh, some incredible insight that i could take with me and think about you know (laughs) so (laughs) yeah um hey i wanted to ask you guys about one more thing and then we can head into our three for the road segment is that okay
2: sure (laughs) you're the boss
1: awesome um so uh, from what I understand, there's a product called the Phoenix.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Um, uh, can you give the listeners some insight on, on this product? I have a
2: great friend. He's a business partner of mine. His name is John Hoffman. And yeah. uh, he he like found out about this, uh, this technique for ED, what, what, what they do for it. In these, in these sexual clinics, you, uh, yeah. you go know when you're suffering from ED and they, They zap your appendage with this tool that uses sound waves.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And it breaks up the plaque you have in your bloodstream. that gets clogged up in there. It's the same thing that that clogs up the heart. It's the plaque in the bloodstream. And it gets in the way of the blood flow in our appendage. So it gets in the way of, so it brings on ED. Okay, when I heard all this, I'm great, you know, but but I'm not really involved. Mm -hmm. You know, thank you. He goes, no, Eric. This is a remedy and it's a huge issue for people because everybody has plaque. So everybody's gonna have this issue eventually somehow. So I'm like, mm. you know what? And I start asking my, because you know, men don't talk about this. As a man, you know this. We don't, we don't, we don't yeah. talk to our friends about how's your ED, is it good or bad? Yeah. We, don't, we don't do no. that, <laughs> yeah, right. right? That's right. But, but I decided I was going to. And I started asking all my guys, they have any issues and after making fun of me they all said yeah you know it's 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 a delayed reaction these days because they're all my age you know it's a delayed reaction these days well, mine's yeah. not <laughs> but anyway but, but, <laughs> but you know the uh, the uh, the uh, the point is it made sense to me so i asked him well i have to have one of these dude let me let me yeah. have it so he gives yeah. it to now I didn't have any issues, and my wife says, if you keep saying that you don't have any issues, every, everybody's gonna think you do, honey. So, but but so, but so even me, who doesn't have any issues, I started using right. it. It helped. Unreally. It works, dude. It's the only reason I'm talking about it. It works. On yeah. a guy who didn't yeah. have the issue, it worked. Yeah. You're,
0: you're skipping something very important. Sorry, sorry, oh, it was sorry. a great spiel, but... Um, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Eric's right. At first it was at these health clinics and you had to go for a treatment. It was expensive. Plus, you had to go for a treatment.
2: Thousands.
0: Um, gotcha. But John Hoffman, he's an inventor, and what he invented is something that you can have at home. It's, Portable. Yeah, it's just it's just a handheld thing. And basically, awesome. you know, the thing that makes E D difficult is the D, calling it a dysfunction. There's so many times we That's use right. that word that yeah. I think you shouldn't. You know, there's, yeah. there's yeah. all these disorders. You know, you take all of personality, and you call it a disorder. In um, yeah. the SMR, there's all these disorders listed. That's too bad because all you're talking yeah. about is just character, you know, elements of people's character. Um, right. Of course there are disorders, but in a way we, we undertreat the disorders by, by throwing everything in there. So right. ED is of course stands for erectile dysfunction. That's unfortunate. It's very simple. You know, when you're, and nature is perfect this way. When you're getting towards the years, the procreative years, we're designed to keep our species going, right? You're getting towards those years. There's kind of practice that goes on. The next thing you know, you're 21, 25, whatever. And it's all at its height for both men and women. And then as that, as you're no longer going to be reproducing, it kind of ebbs. And, but our lifestyle is so different now. And we have so many other reasons for wanting to connect. And so yes. when you're a guy or a woman, when you're a person and you've had it just be right there for you, it's kind of weird. There's so much stigma attached. People are taking pills. We're, we're so anti-drug. Uh, you know, there's side effects. Scary. Yeah. yeah. This thing is really, Eric's right. It's, it's just plaque. It's in the blood. It's, it's the same plaque as what gets on our teeth. Um, it's just plaque. So this is yeah, just, yeah. just basically it's
2: simple and bad, dude.
0: It's just like a it's wow. kind of like a cleanse or a it's you use a sound yeah. wave.
2: When you know yeah. that it makes sense to you and when you use it, the yeah. the the after using of the device is to lets you know, oh, this makes sense. Because it goes Okay. <laughs> makes what? a little noise. <laughs> but it's sound waves is breaking yeah. up the flat and it works because I saw the difference in I didn't think I had an issue. So there you,
0: go. And, you and the way that wow. it, the, the Phoenix works is, yeah. you know, they made a gadget and it's, yeah, I mean, they could have designed it anyway. They it's made a gadget and has colorful lights and whatever. I mean, yeah. why not? It's, it's a product, Perhaps. you know, you're selling it. But right. um, the way that it works is, is, I think you do like two self-treatments a week just at home or wherever okay. for 15 minutes or so. It's not yeah. a it's not an instant thing. It's not like, okay, ready, go. You know, you just do that. Right, and right. it's just like going to the gym, brushing your teeth, like whatever. Just a kind of a regimen. And it okay. really, really restores a lot of the the vitality to that part of you physically. The blood flow. Okay. And so that helps right. um, mentally. Because you don't sit of there course. going, Oh, here goes. I wonder if it's gonna work this time. I, as a woman, I hate the pressure on men um to perform i mean that's just so unfortunate i can't imagine if i was needing to perform in an area that has to do with love making i i just would never i i just be be a nun i mean i just wouldn't even begin
1: so what's the pressure right
0: pressure exactly and by the way this is um you know this you don't have to be it doesn't matter straight gay this that whatever they're actually working on something that also can help with for women because again right. you have reduced sensation and reduced everything and they have right. medicines for that but who wants to take medicine for that that's kind of scary hormones i mean that's all scary yeah,
2: yeah. you were uh, you were uh, you don't want to mess with your hormones you don't want to do uh-uh. that. No. No. so the
0: phoenix is kind of you know listen it's very cool it's it's i think the website is scorched bird um and i guess that has something to do with what a phoenix is i mean whatever right And you, it kind of connects you. Um, but it's a positive thing. It's also great to not, um, to not have shame around these parts of our lives, you
1: know? Right. Especially, you know, I'm in my early fifties. And so, you know, there are things that I have to come to terms with. Right. I mean, I love how you're, I love what you're sharing about this product. I really do. And I have a personal, um, Vested reason, you know that I'll share here in a minute. But uh, is there a timetable that this could be like available to the masses or anything? Yes,
0: I think it's just now available. I think they're just they That's got a great. ton of pre-orders, and okay. I think they just finished the manufacture, yeah. and just so now you can you can get it, and it's you know it's a great thing to have. It's a great gift. Awesome. I mean, funny and yes. fun and whatever.
1: Scorchbird.com. Yeah. Scorchedbird.com. got it yeah now back in 2017 I was diagnosed by my urologist as having um prostate cancer and yeah and so um he gave me a number of options and uh I decided to go the option of full surgery removal of my prostate wow right yeah and and so in in uh in July of um no, I take that back. July, that was last year, my rotator cuff. But in 2017, in May, in 2017, I went in for um, my prostatesis and they were thankfully able to remove my prostate uh, in whole. Uh, So there's no traces of the cancer uh, in, you know, left in me. Uh, And it was, uh, it was one heck of a road. And, and I'll tell you this, and I'm not saying that I'm any poster of health, but I've never been under the knife until I was 49 years old getting my prostate removed. <laughs> uh, you know, I never had tonsils taken out, no appendectomy, wow. no no broken leg. I mean, you know, right. in the hospital for nothing until I turned 49 and was, was diagnosed with this. And right. so you know what follows from that, right? Um, I, I can't take any type of testosterone supplements right. anymore right. Um, because they don't want this to regenerate or anything. Wow, right. right, right. And so now you're looking for alternatives, right? Uh, sure. To 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 still be able to you know to be to be to be intimate with your with your partner your significant other you know my wife right. and 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 so that's one of the vested reasons I had in in asking we this as well. I'm to
2: hear that, and and you have to let me know because I, I on and off here, it's up it's up to you. But I'm fascinated by what by what it's like to lose that and yes. what yes. you do about it. Uh, Yes. on or offer or I don't care, but I want to know and uh, I will this is a great device for you I'm so glad to know you now. It's so cool.
0: Yeah you know uh,
2: likewise for sure yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. th-
0: think about it there's a lot of things that are really <laughs> exclusive to our time. For instance, so many people are on SSRIs for depression. Well yes. everybody knows that those are libido killers kill really them. hard to get aroused male or female. Right. Um, and people, because it basically kind of numbs everything, uh, um, so this device, you don't want to then add to that another drug for this. And then you got this, that does that. There there is, there are a lot more incidents of successful ending of prostate cancer, but it does take something radical. Like you're talking about, there's also situations where people are having, they're starting families way older. There's so many things where, this is relevant. All the shame things. Like, for instance, we are cracking up. We are talking about some. a lot of our friends, they just want to get out of the house, so they want to take a road trip. But because of the pandemic, like where are they going to stop to use a public restroom? They can't. Most right. of them are flowers. Right. Otherwise, right. you don't yeah. feel safe. So, yeah. I, so I was like, well, thank God that Whoopi and everybody's getting up there. Lisa Renna and stuff about adult diapers. Because <laughs> right. you know, Just in case, at least you can feel comfortable in your car, right? Right, Um, exactly. All this stuff, taking the, unshrouding the shame off all this stuff, so we can be like, woo, great, we're ready for modern life because of the the Phoenix and because of
1: Depends. (laughs) (laughs) So the Phoenix and Depends, right? I mean, they they help usher that time in for us to where we can be transparent and candid about it.
0: Wow. So like, i got to tell you, it's funny because um, the, some of the, um, uh, John uh-huh. Hoffman had to do some merch for the, so, you know, talk to some merch people. So Keaton's yeah. son, who's way younger than, the, you look so young, but way younger than all of us. Um, uh-huh. his, he he um, does music with a lot of different people. One is Trey Hartson from, from The Far Side. So Trey's merch guy is really great. And so I uh-huh. connected John with the merch guy. So Keith's yeah. like, by the way, mom, what are you connecting John Hoffman with Trey's merch guy for? I just, and I thought, mm-hmm. should I tell him? Is that, you know, how's he going to react? And I wasn't going to turn. Intern kid. But we have a, well, we have uh-huh. a very open relationship, but I just thought, you know, if you're young, you might be like, what? You know, who cares? That's right. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy, you know, and yeah. he's a musician and he's, you know, cute. Right. He's on the road and whatever. Sure, uh, sure. <laughs> so... He, so he, although he's in a relationship and he's very much in love. So, um, okay, good. he heard about it. He goes, that's awesome. Yeah. He, he I mean, <laughs> he and his guy friends are very open. He said, that's such a healthy, good thing. And it's such a yes. good thing to talk about. He's like, yeah, Trey's merch guy is going to be totally into helping with that. Wow. I was so encouraged. It, yeah.
2: it's just- so much fun as a guy to not, I've had this long relationship. I'm not, I'm not threatened about my sexuality. So it's like, right, right. I've been using this thing and it works, dudes. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's not emotional. It's not, it's not a big deal. It's not about my manhood. Yeah. It's about yeah. black. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I know how right. to do it. Well,
0: Aubrey, um, there, there, yes. uh, one thing happened that was really funny. We were doing, uh-huh. uh, we were promoting a movie called Inside the Rain that Eric had done. Really interesting yeah. film. And we were on, on Kate Taylor's, you know, a mainstream news <laughs> show. Here in LA, yeah, and, you know, really right. reaching a lot of people, like you know, just network television. So they give you like two seconds, but they wanted to talk about the Phoenix, so they yeah. put us on. We had to really nutshell the, no pun intended, the conversation. Right, right. <laughs> you know, right, right. So we're just doing it. We have no idea, and there are those stiff, <laughs> also no pun, um, news guys <laughs> sitting next and women sitting next to us. The second they cut to go to commercial, the entire yeah. camera crew which was everything. It was straight guys, gay guys, straight girls, gay girls. Everybody left their cameras and converged upon us with pens and their cell phones going, how do we get it, how do we get really? it, we <laughs> I mean, it was so funny. Every single, part, they were, and the wow. news side said, we have never seen our camera guys, before they left yeah. the camera, like something's happening here. Our camera guys, yeah. we've never seen them even pay attention to our show.
2: <laughs> right,
0: right. They're like, oh, we're going to get it. We so Amazing. many of them became customers. Immediately. Why? It shows in- you the need.
2: Why I got into yes. this when I realized <laughs> uh-huh. seven out of 10 men have ED issues because, you know, and we're, yep. we're all going to have it eventually, but they right. have it in the process, seven out of 10 guys because of plaque and when you know it's plaque you're so not threatened by it oh, I gotta get rid of my plaque yeah. it's okay right and, and you know yeah. I I like I like play guys that are you know you know you know very studly and uh it's just it's just funny to me that it's all about plaque <laughs> it, it's it's not about yeah. your manhood it's about plaque it's,
3: yeah. yeah and when it's yes. that
2: simple we can take the shame out of it completely it's not it's not even big secret it's just the plaque dude it's okay
1: (laughs) well i tell you eric from one band to another i truly truly appreciate that perspective because uh as we all know now uh there's such psychological stigma when it comes to this right and 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 from me to you eliza i really respect and thank you for what you said earlier about the pressure on men to perform right yeah. yeah so so thank you for sharing that as well because I think all that wrapped up is what makes that psychological stigma right That's exactly right. right brother it's That's exactly right yeah right. It's yeah so, yeah so, it's so yeah. yeah no for sure well thank you i'm going to make sure that we put the uh the uh phoenix. the url and the link to okay. the phoenix product on our episode show notes so our listeners can can get to that information and, um, and, and man, this is really, really exciting. Eric, Eliza, this has been such a joy having this conversation with you. I've really yes. been enjoying myself. I, I hope you have been as well. Yes. Dude, thank you. and We love your kitchen. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> After dinner, I'm going to make some meatloaf. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we're vegan, but it's okay. You can make some lentil loaf.
1: Okay, I'll make some lentil loaf, Eliza, for sure. She plays game,
2: she plays game. She's very hostile to eating animal, I gotta warn you. Go ahead.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, now we're going to enter a segment uh, called Three for the Road, and mm-hmm. this is where I ask my guests three random thought-provoking questions uh, that I challenge my guests to answer in five words or less. Do you guys think you're up for it? Yes. Sure, It sounds fun. All right. All right. Okay. So here we go. Starting with question one for three for the road. And by the way, either one of you can answer. Okay. Or both. (laughs) All right. Um, Name a place where you were shooting on location for a film that you would have loved to live.
2: So many.
3: Mm.
2: Uh, Cape Breton, Nova Scotia. Breton, Nova Scotia. Cape Breton, Nova Scotia. Gotcha, Cape Breton, Nova Scotia.
0: Barbados, Barbados. New York. Mm -hmm. Well, Paris, Los Angeles.
2: Los Angeles.
1: And LA, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> City of Angels. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, great. Question number two. And we talked about this roughly, right? When we were talking about your period pieces and watching the, the chick flicks, right? But um, <clears throat> name one piece of current technology besides the cell phone, besides the cell phone, um, that you think would have been cool to have in your teenage years. Go first, go. First.
0: Okay. Do we have microwaves when we were little? When uh, we did when we were
2: um, When when we got into high school, we had them. Yeah.
0: Um. The fire stick. Laptop. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh gosh. I don't. I, I can't imagine life without. I guess that's it.
1: Hey
2: <laughs> vaporizers.
1: Va- vaporizers. Vaporizers. Yeah. Okay.
2: Fantastic little device.
1: Great technology. Awesome. Awesome. And you guys are passing with flying colors. All right. Excuse me. And question number three. With the recent rise of social uh, injustice and protests over George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, in five words or less, can you state your hope for this country?
2: Can I do six words? Please do. There's not enough we can do. Love it.
0: Okay. Love it. I'm going to do four and, and I'm stealing from
1: somebody. That's perfect. I have a dream. I have a dream. Wonderful. So heartfelt and oh. so relatable even decades later, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately. Yeah.
2: But yeah. Yeah. There's but but there is not enough we can do and we have to, there's
1: not enough. There's not enough we can do for sure. For sure. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Eric, Eliza, it's been such an honor and privilege and pleasure chatting with you and getting to learn more about you and learning about the Phoenix product and, and just, you know, just all sorts of fun conversations. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having us. We are our,
0: our, the reason we're being so silly is our kitty was just nearby meowing and we wanted. Oh hey, what a cutie! Uh, <laughs> oh but thank you, Aubrey. It was so great. We love you. We want to do this every day.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, I'm always up for a great conversation.
0: Okay. I, 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 when, I really, when,
1: whenever you want to talk to us, let me know. We'll do it up. Yeah. Okay, I surely will. Eric and Eliza. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening. So when you have a chance, please log on to Apple iTunes or Spreaker or Spotify to where you can leave a short review and rate the show. Uh, It's been great having you tuning in and listening. We're all roadies on this journey of life. And you know what? It sure feels good having you on the journey with me. Thanks again. We'll chat again soon.
0: The Road to Rediscovery is an AJ Shark production.